I know. <laughs> Follow along. Okay, can you hear me clearly? Yes, very. Uh-oh. That sounded yeah. insulting. I've got my water. <laughs> mm. I should have water, but nope. No urination. <laughs> Welcome. We're Karen and Bonnie, and this is Deconversion Therapy. So this is an irreverent, kind of snarky podcast on leaving organized religion. Uh, Karen and I both used to be evangelical Christians, or at least we both attended evangelical church. And this podcast, uh, we in this, we reminisce about the humorous things that we believed or participated in um, in our church experience. Yes, yeah, so you can listen to this as someone who has left any kind of organized religion, because you'll probably relate, especially if you were an evangelical Christian, or um, if you just want to be entertained about the oddity of what goes on in organized religions. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, we would like you to subscribe. Apparently, that's important to this whole um, setup. Yeah. Karen knows more than I do. Um, and we have a new Facebook group, so you can just do the old search for Deconversion Therapy Podcast and and ask to join the group, and we will <laughs> we will do a background search and credit check on you and allow right. you in. Yeah, so there are like two things on Facebook. One is the one where you just like it, and that's our just the main page, and then there's an in-depth, very high secret group and you have to answer 47 questions to be let into that one but no that's just um one that that anyone can post in so we try and keep out trolls and bots and those good-looking european men who always (laughs) want to friend me or um yeah with their scrubs on i know yeah like i'm gonna fall for that Exactly. And then they send me a private message saying, hello, pretty lady. I like your smile. Hello, pretty lady. And I'm like, I'm in. Let's go to that European place. I know that's Um, fake. I'm not smiling in any of my pictures. Bonnie, I'm going to tell you about something. I don't know if I ever told you this, but I this is you and I went to elementary together. At a, at a Baptist day school, and I can't remember if this was middle school when you left and went to the heathen public school where um, Satan was going to get his, his claws on you. As and I, I will like, always oh, say, no. your brother went to that school. Go ahead. And as I always say, he was scared of the public restrooms there. And so, that so made was me- I. <laughs> And that made me go like, oh, my gosh, because I felt totally comfortable urinating in the (laughs) Baptist school bathroom. So, you know, my mind would go all crazy with what happens at those public schools. Let me tell you, girls smoked and they lit their eyeliners on fire with the lighters and they made it into like liquid liner. That's what happened in there. I remember... So, of course, that didn't happen at the Baptist school, but I did go for one year to a Dutch reform, which is a religion, I think, of Christianity, (laughs) some sect of it, Dutch reform Christian school. And in the bathroom, the girls, one, 
would always take gelatin tabs for their fingernails to grow and have vodka in um, spray bottles. Vodka? And they, yes. And they'd put it in spray bottles, like that said hairspray. And um, I'm like, gosh, (laughs) this place is crazy. Aquanet. (laughs) Yeah. Aquanet. Aqua, vodka, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the Baptist school, yeah, we just, our bathrooms were all safe and tidy and clean. And I would get dropped off in the morning by my mom, usually. And I sometimes ended up being there early. I can't remember if, if someone had to be, you know, at work or my brother had to be dropped off across town or what it was. I know, but because so let me interrupt you and say it does not strike me as your mom's nature to get you places early just for the heck of it. That's why That's why I'm searching out my brain right now. Like, why was that? And maybe that should have really um, totally signaled the issue that happened because I got dropped off and I'm looking around. I'm like, there's nobody here yet (laughs) at the school. And she drives off like with no hesitation. And I waited and I waited. And then there was the payphones there, (laughs) but I didn't have a quarter. We didn't need a quarter. We're old, honey. (laughs) Oh, that's right. I mean, I didn't have my credit card. Didn't have a dime. Mobile phone. (laughs) Um, So I can't remember. I think I might have like waited until someone roamed by (laughs) some man who's like, "Come inside my van. I'll give you a dime." And I'm like, "Thank you." and called my mom, but I thought the rapture had come. <laughs> I really did. Like I was, um, I like my heart was beating, and I was like, "Oh God!" Because if the rapture is going to come, it was going to be the Baptist school, and everyone wasn't there. So I was positive. Although I was like, "But I know I'm a Christian. I just know it." <laughs> so um, they, the rapture comes, and then and Christians are supposed to be taken up to heaven. Well, so you're finding nobody it. there made you think that you didn't get yeah. to go. <laughs> like any time, that's what we were joking <laughs> about, that any time you walk into a situation growing up in the way we did and something is awry or amiss or a strange, you know, if you walk into a diner and nobody's there or just anything, it can the one triggered that thought. Yeah. The like, one that happened whoops. at college a lot was I would walk into a room, the TV would be on and there'd be a pair of shoes sitting there empty. <laughs> I'm like, Oh no. <laughs> oh, it's it. happened. I know. So I guess I'll just go take a nap now. Well, okay. So the, the deal with the rapture is what it is for um, people who don't know And this is the unique thing. It's sort of half invention of the church and a little bit from the Bible. So the Bible talks about there's going to be a time when Jesus returns that Christians are, quote, caught up. And so they're then in like the 18th century, you know, some church people came up with the idea of that people are going to be 
raptured, and the word rapture is not in the Bible. So, and rapture meant like kidnapped. So that wasn't um, so caught a fun up word. in like a, a net that he had cast, yes. and he's pulling up into the heavens. I guess so. I guess it's like backwards gravity. Okay. Where yeah, and. And the idea is that when Jesus returns, so mm-hmm. by the way, if, again, you didn't grow up in church, Jesus coming back. That's why everyone's <laughs> trying to convert you. That's why there's the doomsday clocks. That's why everything, uh, people aren't taking care of the earth because what does it matter? Global warming, uh, Jesus is coming back. And which, you will not know the time or day or what's that? Yeah, you won't about that. know the day or the hour Jesus will return, yeah. which is very ironic <laughs> with the people who'd say, God told me it's going to be this day, and we're going to go live in a bunker till then. Well, wait, um, you, you're you're starting in on the rapture, but you didn't say what happened at school. Is it just because well, you were early? There's no rapture. Well, I know that. I don't even remember. <laughs> okay. If I've suppressed it. See, no, but I'm think thinking it, was, it could easily I, have been a holiday and your mom. Yes. Or, yes. You know. It was like my mom dropped me off on Easter. Or, well, that's a Sunday. <laughs> no, like President's but Day. Or, Memorial Day. Right. Or Christmas or something. <laughs> and, <laughs> and just drove off like, you know. Oh, and, and I'm saying that because my mom did that. This is <laughs> whose mom hasn't done that. Seventies, eighties, early nineties. After that, none of that happened. And then Everyone, I had to go to work yeah. with her. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, go ahead. Maybe. All right, so fin- explain what the rapture is, and so the rapture then again is, is sort of put together, pieced together, and and half truths. Well, it's none of it's true, but the story of it (laughs) is two main thoughts of belief. One is that Jesus is going to come and all the Christians are going to just float up into the air and be gone. And then there's going to be hell on earth for a good thousand years. I think this one's called the post-millennial something. And then after a thousand years, there'll be a final judgment. Mm -hmm. Or the one where Jesus, there's like tribulation and a bad thousand years. And then Jesus comes. You can tell I have not studied it in a long time. But the bottom line is. Yeah. But you know way more than I do. And things are going to suck. Right. For a long uh, well, time. not right. Um, for a long time. And that's why people think this is why Jesus is coming back so soon. Because in the Bible it says there'll be wars. There'll be rumors of wars. There'll be an uptick in earthquakes and storms. Mm-hmm. And so when things happen, that's why Pat Robertson goes crazy. And it's like, yep, here it comes. And why everyone is always like, get right with God, because these are the signs of the end times. And that's when, yeah, you're going to fly up to the sky. But when we were young, I don't know if you remember, but there was this movie called A Thief in the Night. Nope. And it was, even when we watched it, it looked really poorly done. All the Christian movies had that terrible like music 
that sounded <laughs> like it was being, yeah, played on a tape recorder in the studio while people were <laughs> acting like they just hit some old recorder. Right. And then it was this horrifying movie about a terrible tribulation, people who wouldn't believe Jesus, people who would, people who said the government was stamping 666 on everyone's foreheads. And then there was this horrible <laughs> scene, like if you don't accept Christ um, or if you do, you're going to have your head cut off. I mean, it was like this horrible and they showed it to us. I was probably in fifth or sixth grade. So if you accept Christ after it happens too late, is that what you mean? Uh, the people on earth right. and the government that's evil and will take oh, over okay. yeah. will probably kill you in a terrible way, but you'll probably get to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's sort of your punishment for not accepting Jesus earlier right. before he came down right. and zapped you up. But um, that yeah, doesn't pretty, seem so kind. It's not really <laughs> a sweet thing. And oh, my God. I know. Said, I'm sure I saw this, but I have a bad memory. Someone said the other day, and it was really smart about, um, you know, Christianity isn't a belief. A belief is something that you aren't coerced by fear to agree with. So if right. you're afraid of going to hell or being left behind, like, is that really a belief or is that just a I'm going to do Stockholm syndrome. Told. Yeah, that but too. Not one on one. Yeah, hmm. I agree. And not in Stockholm, but <laughs> I know. So, yeah, that was that was some of my um rapture stuff. Uh did you ever read the Left Behind series with our friend Kirk Cameron? No. <laughs> well, he was in the movies. He didn't write the book. But what I I I don't know what that is. Should I should I watch this? Did you you missed Have you ever heard of the book? No. Left Behind? No, I mean I How did you get I've been afraid of, of being left this? behind. <laughs> Just on weekends? No. Like from fun? No, or? I'm sure I walked into our, you know, youth group meeting room every now and then and cuz I couldn't pay attention to what time things were and I'm like, "Oh no." And no one was in there. The door was open. You know, and I'm yeah. like, oh, the rapture's happened. And then one person straggles in, <laughs> right. and you look at them, and you're like, no, <laughs> that that one didn't help. I probably <laughs> left behind. Nope. He's yep. just in here because he was drinking in the parking lot. Right, right. Oh. Um, no, All right, the so what is Left Behind series? It was huge. Like, I'm sure millions of dollars of books were sold. But it's a fictionalized book that is pretty much just about that, the rapture. You know, takes place in a town where some people are Christian, some aren't. I'm making this up, but right. this is every Christian fiction book there is. Um, I'm sure there's, you know, one. Should I look it up while we're talking? Believe. Sure. One okay. person who didn't believe, and that person is probably the the mayor or a professor, <laughs> and then there's the mayor. you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're totally making up the plot of this. 
Yes, I okay. am. It could be the sheriff. <laughs> and those pe- that person was not a Christian. Then I'm going to guess that there's like a sweet Christian, the preacher, the minister's family. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess Jesus returns and that's when all hell breaks loose or vice versa and the rapture happens. But there's been a bunch of movies that came out and Kirk Cameron from Growing Pains was in them. And then now he's a big Christian who is never seen smiling. And um, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he'd look so much prettier if he smiled. Um, That's right. Uh, so, yeah. OK, it says that there have been four films. And See, there's like the, seven books or something. Oh, 16, it says. Oh, yeah. Wow. But the thing is, like, it could be a really cool plot if we're all going to be into, you know, vampires and um, zombies and things like that. This sounds like it's right up that same alley. But my guess is it doesn't quite translate. I think it's right. Into, like, secular. Yeah. I, I think you don't get the eye, the, the whole part of closing the book and going, well, I'm glad that's not true. <laughs> you know, it says so, that a reboot starring Nicholas Cage entitled simply left behind was released in 2014. I heard that. Wow. Oh, we should watch that. See, he probably knew that it's a good plot. Well, he's a great actor. What can you say? Um, Joking there. <laughs> uh, what about, um, does it say the plot of the first book? Yeah, but I don't want to just sit here and read it to you. It's the story of the end times. Believers in Christ have been raptured, leaving the world shattered and chaotic. As people scramble for answers, an obscure Romanian politician rises to become Secretary General of the UN, promising to restore peace. And then... And he's There's the an Antichrist. airline pilot and a daughter and a journalist, and they call themselves the Tribulation Force. Oh, um, gosh. Yeah. Sounds stupid now. I mean, that's even stupider than <laughs> the other thing. And that's that's the other thing that plays into it is the Antichrist, that there's going to be someone who raises up in government that everyone likes and is popular, and it's almost like he has a huge comb over and goes to Alabama and signs his name on (laughs) Bibles. I mean, God, I can't understand how evangelical Christians who are always like, oh, these are the signs of the Antichrist, aren't even seeing any comparison there yeah um but my daughter was being babysat by this girl down the street a few years ago mm-hmm. and the the babysitter had been reading the left behind book and she brought it i saw it in her hand but you know i don't care that's fine mm-hmm. then we got home and <laughs> was scared shitless oh and, i knew that was uh, coming I'm going to have to beep out her name. But she said, I'm really scared because um, I can't even remember her name. Sally or something said Mm -hmm. that when Jesus is going to come and all the Christians are going to leave and even 
um, in the book, someone's shoes were left on the ground and their contact lenses. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but I'm see, like, that's where I got that shoe thing. Somewhere. It's cinematic. It is. You know, when you see like a coin in a movie that drops on the ground and spins slowly, <laughs> but that would be a contact a lens. A contact lens, yeah. But I guess and if your so, shoes are there, your socks would be too and your underpants. And Well, that's it. And my daughter was like, what if I'm on the toilet? Because <laughs> she didn't want to be seen naked going up. You're going to be naked anyway. <sighs> the kids I don't think it don't out. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh so does my poop stay here? What if it's halfway <laughs> in and halfway out? I don't know. <laughs> I guess it's kind of like the birth <laughs> debate. Oh, that's awful. Never mind. Um, uh, if it's out, it's a poop. If it's inside, it's just it's nourishment. Just, that's right. It's just uh, fecal know. matter. Um, yeah. So <laughs> that Gosh. poor kid. We were yeah. all traumatized. We were. I mean, that's a really horrifying. Only second to Jesus being crucified and us being told that story every single week in horrifying detail mm-hmm. with the nails, the blood, the suffering. Right. Only second to that is, you know. Everyone's going to disappear, and there's going to be a lot of suffering. And if you're, you know, if you're not so, right so with God a, by then, yeah. So if you think of like the average kid who doesn't go to church and doesn't grow up with all of that, they're horrified and traumatized by, I guess, movies, and I, I guess, guess what other stories that your grandparents tell you of, who knows what cautionary tales, and then but we've got those too, so we've got double. Yeah. <laughs> Double trauma. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Now that we're <laughs> on social media, I have different, like, um, counselors <laughs> running after me. No, following us who are um, certified in religious trauma. Uh-huh. And you can see it's like a growing industry because even people who are still Christians or Muslims or whatever, they're still having to get therapy because of a lot of these images and um, fears that they have. Yeah. And I've learned to laugh and take a lighter point of view, you know, of the whole, oh, no, the rapture. But, um, yes, I mean, this is this is the thing about me. Like I go, okay, there's there's a part of me that goes, okay there's a certain amount of likelihood that it's true. And, um, I mean, because I don't think that I'm smart enough to know that anything is false because I don't know how a toaster works. Um, (laughs) that's where I'm so much smarter (laughs) that I know everything that now, but that 1%, (laughs) yeah, that, that 1%, um, I just have to go, uh, maybe, but, um, but I, but, but in general, I go and and laugh at myself for still looking for signs of, oh, okay. So at least right now, please write letters about your, um, 
your experiences feeling that everybody has been raptured except you. That I would know. be fun. I'm sure there's so many people who have felt the same and yeah. Yeah. And then there's a guy we know on Facebook who's constantly posting um, little vignettes and pictures going, did the rapture just happen? Like if some, <laughs> if there's a half eaten piece of pizza just dropped in, yeah. <laughs> in the inside of a store um, or a and cigarette <laughs> in an ashtray still burning. Can you imagine, like, if you're young and then you start seeing the tennis shoes up on wires and you're like, that's the people's (laughs) shoes. They were halfway up. They fell off. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, so I'm very happy that we have a lighter. Well, I'll tell more about that later. Well, I was going to say for um, people who really do have like religious trauma or Mm -hmm. they're trying to work through, should I leave the church or I've left or I want to talk about more serious topics. There are so many other places that (laughs) (laughs) will be there for you and can tell you things because I think this whole episode has been both you and I going, I don't really know. Um, But there's a podcast called Everyone's Agnostic, and that's sort Mm -hmm. of what you're talking about, where it's saying there is at least 1% of everything we feel we know. Mm -hmm. There's 1% of that where we have to admit, but we don't really know. So the idea of everyone's agnostic means, you know, Christians, non-Christians, not everyone knows the full answers to everything. No, and they can believe all they want, but they can't know. Right. Um, And it's a really great podcast. They interview everyday people from uh, people who used to be in the ministry for years and preachers and so forth. It's led by two people, uh, a man named Cass and a woman named Marie, and they take on more serious subjects, sexuality and, and again, the religious trauma, toxic Mm. masculinity, all these types of things. And they can probably provide for people something of more substance than we just did. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot more substantial (laughs) providers out there. Providers. Oh, that just made me laugh so much. Um, I know. Yeah, they're somewhere else. Um, okay, so should I read the letter that you sent me? It's yeah, not from you. I didn't send it to you. <laughs> right. Okay. And I'm not going to use this person's name. Okay. We'll call her. <laughs> Go ahead. If you, if you want to send us a five-minute funny story about growing up in church or something that happened, you can do it at our website, deconversiontherapypodcast.com. But you also get to say if you want us to mention your name, your first name or not. And this person has decided that they're a wimp. No, that <laughs> not to. So that's why. Yeah. Can't, can't blame a person for that. So it starts out. Dear Karen and Bonnie, hi, it's Karen's friend writing. Just started following your podcast the other day and started to remember something from teaching at a Catholic school. Every summer before the start of the school year, we were required to participate in a faculty retreat. Thankfully, it was only a day-long retreat because I'm pretty sure I would be more emotionally scarred if it were any longer. 
<laughs> During one particular retreat, pitchers of water and large bowls, similar to large baking bowls, were brought to the center of a large circle around which all members of the faculty and staff sat in chairs. Mind you, I was already slightly pissed at my two classroom assistants for failing to save my chair while I went to the bathroom. <laughs> which they oh, that's saving the chair. <laughs> right, yes. still saving sheets. Um which they thought was hilarious because I then had to sit by the only male faculty member who was both creepy and smelly. <laughs> oh my God, these are grown-ups. Um, well, the pitchers of water and bowls were to be used to wash the feet of our fellow teachers. Oh, just as Jesus washed the feet of others. I was in my yeah. early 30s at the time and now seated next to people 15 to 20 years older and not as agile. Not everyone had to wash feet. They would pass the pitchers and bowls around and every third person would wash another's feet. It got around to me and my 50-ish year old, much physically larger coworkers when the female said, um, Sally, you can wash Mr. Baldy Smelly Creep's feet. <laughs> oh, God. I couldn't do it. This is your personal you know, nightmare. Yeah, me and feet. No. Oh. Uh, it says, that feeling is the closest I can think of in my life to feeling violated. That nasty man almost seemed like he sexually uh. enjoyed me washing his feet. He oh, did. God. I was so sickened by this. <laughs> that was my parenthetical. Um, okay. My assistants looked over and thought it was funny because we all previously agreed that we were repulsed by this man, not because of his unattractive appearance, but by his general creepiness. I said nothing about it as others were washing feet as well, but I did want to say I'm not as good as Jesus. Never said I was. Don't need to prove it. <laughs> I agree. Uh, 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 that was the beginning and end of my life as a Catholic. At the end of the school year, I applied and accepted a job with the public school system. This incident is just a small and minor reason why I no longer follow the Catholic Church. Thanks for providing a sounding board. Oh, that's awesome. That's gross. I'm, I'm so icked out because <laughs> can you imagine going to apply at your next job why are you leaving the previous <laughs> one feet i have to wash feet i'd be like totally justified why are you leaving? totally justified uh, i think anybody uh, would uh go along with that i think anybody you know that, would agree that's not an unknown ritual i've been at yeah. churches that do that too uh -huh. and it's supposed to be a sign of humility but i mean this I think it's it's an old thing that they did back in the day mm -hmm. when people just wore them sandals anyway. <laughs> and it was definitely had more meaning because you're like washing off, you know, the day or, or the last places the people had been and sort of like a spiritual cleansing, you know, idea. But, ah. Oh. Uh, yeah, when I just, I like the whole thing, like, like, never said I was as good as Jesus. <laughs> never, uh, never said that. Wow. And then, and then the gross toe, toe Especially water if it's being a surprise. to the next person. Yeah. Yeah. And a surprise. I mean, who knows, that guy could have gotten ready quickly and been, you know, and put on dirty socks and think, oh, no one's going to know. Have you ever been to someone's house and you didn't know they were going to ask yes. you to take off? Mm. <laughs> I would say every four weeks. Yeah. This happens to me. 
And I just, um, uh, you should probably carry those little peed socks or something. Because <laughs> I don't like that. I think it's rude. I think it's rude to ask other people to take their shoes off. Right. And I, uh, yeah. Th- for me, it, it hurts my feet to walk on hard floors without shoes. And so it's, it's double. It's like, oh, great. Um, but I always wear sandals. I don't even, I think I have one pair of closed-toed shoes that I've worn this year. So it's not wow. a big deal. It's not like my toes aren't presentable, but, um, but you're, but it you're does feel like a place. So, yeah, it's like a, a power thing. Like, oh, could you take your shoes off? Yeah. <sighs> I'd like to just be like, no, we can just, let's just have dinner outside. I'm just coming in your front yard because I'm not taking these boots off. Okay. I haven't had. You were supposed yeah. to go first when we were talking about our quest to not be whiny assholes and think of something that's positive that we're thankful for. But I'm yep. going to I'm gonna switch it up and say that I'd like to go first. Good. Because and it pertains to her be, letter. I was going to be thankful that you never went. You tried to interrupt me, but now Aww. I know. I'll think of something else. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, um, I am. Recently, we have both watched the uh, the documentary that we talked about last time, "Abducted in Plain Sight," where uh, yeah, a lot of their ignorance, and I say that as just that's factual not stupidity but a lot of their ignorance came from the fact that they were so filled with belief that other churchgoers couldn't be bad right um, so and and the the tales of the bible made them made the girl think oh aliens that could be a thing right right so and if you yeah didn't listen and don't know what we're talking about yeah the netflix um documentary abducted in plain sight and that has to do with just that and um a uh, family of mormons yes thank you yeah and the idea of the aliens the young girl was sort of convinced to believe in this really far-fetched thing about aliens but when you grow up already believing in in the jesus story right right and they were Mormons, so they had extra parts. They had yeah, to the they story had to magical believe in. underwear. Yeah, everything was magical. Yeah. Okay. So for her to believe in aliens and that she wasn't allowed to tell, that made sense. Um, and then recently, that Michael Jackson documentary came out. And what's the name of it? Um, it's not. It's Leaving Neverland. Yes. Yeah. So Ooh. that's on HBO. And in it, one of the moms of the kids talks about how she felt God brought them to Michael. Is that, do I have that right? Yeah. The Michael one is the part that upset me because when he was together with these boys, um, he once told one of the boys that they were brought together by God. That's according to this kid. So I'm, I can't imagine. I mean, I guess that he could be lying, but just that everybody's doing things in the name of God. It just makes me really happy that we're talking about the lighter side of it, because that's really serious stuff that we're being bombarded with lately. And so I think I wouldn't even doubt. I mean, 
now that we know Michael Jackson, I loved his music and I went to the Victory Tour um, thing. But now that we know more about him, I mean, he was weird anyway. Like there didn't have to be any tales of children for us to be like, something's a little off. With yeah. That when guy. he switched from um, off the wall to the plastic surgery nose thing. Yeah. Yep. And that. everything started disintegrating off his face. And yeah. Yeah. When all that started happening, we already knew something is strange here. Right. So I sort of believe that he really did believe God brought them together. Of course, we never will know if he was using that to to get the, the little boy to go with him or do those things or whether he really felt that. But there are plenty right. of people who really feel they heard God, like the mother. Yeah. The mother who said she felt she had prayed and That's the right. answer was... A friendship with Michael Jackson, who then, yes, did not do very nice things to her son. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so <laughs> I haven't seen it, but the, the documentary on R. Kelly is apparently leading to him being thrown in jail and out on bail. Uh, and so last night on Saturday Night Live, I just, I love Pete Davidson's take on it. He said, and this is a quote, if you support the Catholic Church, isn't that really like the same thing as being an R. Kelly fan? <laughs> and so people in the audience booed and he goes, I don't really see the difference. Only like one's music is significantly better. <laughs> exactly. I know. But it's so no, true. Like every, all these, all these stations are going, we're not going to play Michael Jackson now. But, oh, but everyone's like, oh, you know, little boys are being uh, sodomized, but we're still going to go to church and I know, support the church. I know. And it's the hugest, I, it's insane. Something just happened recently about the Methodist church. The powers that be in the church met to see if they were going to allow LBGT people to be ministers. I think that's what went down and they decided not to. And all my Methodist friends are posting like, listen, we're horrified at this. Our church wants you to know we're inclusive and mm -hmm. doing all this, these things. But I almost feel like in a different way, it's sort of like the Catholic church. Like it's one thing to be like, we're not like this. The church people aren't like this, but if they stopped going, the churches right. wouldn't get money. And right. then those churches would be like, we got to change things. So I wish people would just walk away from those churches. Yeah. And to me, the Methodists, they just seem more disorganized than we were. Uh, yeah. If we're yeah. ranking they're, on organization, you and know. kinder. You know, they're yeah. much more about social justice. We were all just about us. But Methodists were always very... You know, oppression. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, well, so tell your thing. You were trying to say keeping it lighter, and then I just brought it all the way down. <laughs> well, we're tr I mean, our overall goal. Yeah. So I am, uh, my thing about my quest to not be a whiny asshole is that the sunshine today, which I cannot tell you, it's, had such an effect on me. 
mm-hmm. being gray and rainy for weeks. People are miserable. I yeah. we didn't even get out of the house yesterday because it was storms all day and Again? it was making us crabby. Yes. Uh. It's been constant. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. So the sun shone today <laughs> and we even ate outside and Aww. I was all happy and the dogs were happy um, <laughs> to be outside. That and then this past week, um, although I'm not sure when people will hear this, it was International Women's Day and I like that I'm seeing that brought to attention a lot more. I never really cared for it or thought much about it. And I thought, oh, you know, yeah, I'm a feminist, but I don't really think much about that day. It's just every other, you know, National Donut Day, National Leprechaun Dance Day. It's just uh, yet another way for certain group to to be loud um and, about. You, and you'll hate the fact that i hate it because it makes me feel like a minority i'm like don't fucking celebrate me well i'll tell I you what i world. like about it then well that's true i think i'm now sort of seeing it a little differently because i thought you know it, it is nice to have a day that isn't just about mothers because Mother's That's Day really gets people, it can be really polarizing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, this day people can say it to their daughters or their daughter can say it to their grandmother or husband can say it to, you know, whoever. And so I've started sort of liking it in a way. Okay. I don't know. So tell me why you don't like it. I don't want to be, I don't want to feel like I'm a minority and I need a day. I. But I'm an awful person. And, you know, like, I mean, (laughs) we don't have, oh, it's white male day. Because that's every day. I know. I know. I I know. But uh, because, because I can't let, um, an episode go without talking about tennis we've got to post one of the um women's day things that i sent you a picture and a tweet from two of the tennis players it was like one of the really handsome guys he's like happy international (laughs) women's day ladies and he blew a kiss oh god (laughs) and someone commented that's not how this works Oh, I know. Well, I know someone who is a male and he's like, I'm posting this song I wrote, you know, and people were nice, but I just want to be like, okay, you know, it's our one day and you want to get likes on your song about our day. So uh, I don't know. But also I liked it. Probably more because my daughter sent me a nice, um, like, happy International Women's Day, Mom. Thank you for being unapologetically you or something. And I thought with us doing this podcast, I really feel like I'm feeling more and more that I don't have to apologize for the way I believe and don't believe anymore. Yeah. Which is nice. That is. Oh. Well... On that note, 
Um, am I supposed to talk about where to find us on social media? Let's see if you can do it. So Give it a try. So uh, Karen always says you just search for us on Instagram for deconstruct. See? <laughs> no, she can't do it. For deconversion <sighs> therapy. <laughs> made me choke on my spit. Deconstruction. <laughs> Therapeutics. All right. Okay. okay. Thanks. Adios. Bye. Well, damn it. I forgot the name for a male-run society. It's where called something? We do things we regret. It's called America. America.